98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. Hong Kong gets ready for the Global Financial Leaders Investment Summit. The final module of China's Tiangong space station do- successfully docks, and the strong wind signal number three is to remain in force for the rest of the day as tropical cyclone Nalge approaches Hong Kong. Hong Kong is gearing up for the Global Financial Leaders Investment Summit, which begins tomorrow. It's an initiative by the Financial Secretary Paul Chan to showcase Hong Kong as a financial centre. The gathering brings together top bankers and asset managers, as well as those in the private equity, hedge fund and financial technology fields. But it comes at a time of global market volatility, with interest rates rising and stock markets falling. Professor Ho Lok Sang is the director of the Pansu Tong Shanghai Hong Kong Economic Policy Research Institute at Lingnan University. Well, I think it is a booster in confidence, and I'm hopeful that the financial sector is will be doing better. And I think actually Hong Kong's stock market is extremely undervalued. But of course, then as you know, pe- people have been told they're optimistic, are pessimistic about the outlook. But I think they are overly pessimistic. The chief executive John Lee has defended the amendment, which has given the health secretary the power to invalidate COVID vaccine exemption certificates. The change was made days after the High Court ruled that the law, in its original form, did not empower the health chief to void the over 20,000 such certificates. The certificates had been issued by seven doctors who have since been arrested on suspicion of misconduct. Mr. Lee made the remarks ahead of the weekly Exco meeting when a reporter suggested the government had chosen to change. The the law rather than accept the verdict, Mr. Lee had this to say. The judgment indicates that, well, there is a gap which needs to be filled and therefore, according to the judgment, we take action to fill that gap to ensure that the action we take has a strong legal basis. So that is uh, in full compliance with the principle of the rule of law. The head of the Hong Kong Public Doctors Association says the sector is shocked by the government's proposal to make local graduates serve a period of time in public hospitals. Tony Ling says the vast majority of graduate doctors and nurses already do so, noting that it takes around seven years for doctors to complete specialist training. He said he found the idea strange because medical students might simply study abroad for their degree or opt not to get specialist training after graduation, and they can then enter the private market right away. The strong wind signal number three is in force and will remain for the rest of the day. The observatory says severe tropical storm Nalge is slowly moving closer towards western Guangdong and it should be closest to Hong Kong tomorrow. Kok Manhin is an acting senior scientific officer at the observatory. Under the influence of the northeast monsoon and cooler seawater, Nagel is expected to weaken gradually. However, its degree of weakening remains uncertain. The observatory will closely monitor its movement and intensity change and assess the need of issuing a higher signal accordingly. Please stay on the alert and pay attention to the latest tropical cyclone information. From Friday, people can start signing up in phases for the Hong Kong Marathon, which returns in February with a quota for 25,000 runners. The race begins on Nathan Road, heads over Stonecutters Bridge to the Western Harbour Crossing before finishing in Victoria Park. There will also be a half marathon and a 10-kilometre run. 
Participants must be triple jabbed and present a negative PCR test result two days before race day and take a rapid antigen test on the day. The chairman of the Hong Kong Association of Athletics affiliate, Quan Ki, says he is discussing with the government whether the quota can be increased. At this moment, I, we have an application of 25,000 and hopefully if the uh, pandemic situation can be changed, we hope to negotiate with the government and see if there are any chance to raise a little bit of the numbers. The final module of China's Tiangong space station has successfully docked with the main core module. Mike Weeks reports. The lab module, named Mengtian, or Dreaming of the Heavens, blasted off yesterday from the Wenchang Launch Center on Hainan Island. It's the final piece of the space station, whose construction began in 2021 with the launch of the Tianhe module, the main living quarters. In July this year, a laboratory module called Wenchian, or Quest for the Heavens, was added. The space station should last at least 10 years, and during its lifetime, over a 1,000 experiments are planned. They range from how plants adapt in space to how fluids behave in microgravity. The man who attacked the husband of the U.S. House Speaker with a hammer has been charged by federal authorities of planning to kidnap Nancy Pelosi. The Justice Department said David DePap, in an interview following his arrest, said he planned to hold Miss Pelosi hostage for questioning, and if she had lied to him, he would have broken her kneecaps. He's also been charged by state authorities, listed here by San Francisco's District Attorney Brooke Jenkins. The charges that we are filing today include attempted murder, residential burglary, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, false imprisonment of an elder, as well as threats to a public official and their family. The U.S. Supreme Court is hearing arguments over race-based admission policies at Harvard University and the University of North Carolina. The plaintiffs say the affirmative action policies are discriminatory. The BBC's Nomia Iqbal has more. Challengers who've brought this case to the Supreme Court are targeting Harvard and the University of North Carolina. They are a group of Asian students and white students who say they've been discriminated against, claiming the institutions have shown preference for black and Hispanic applicants. The universities say they don't do quotas in the admissions process, but by law simply use race as just one factor. In 2003, the Supreme Court said race could be considered as a factor. But it's now a majority conservative court, and so legal experts believe affirmative action is likely to end. President Biden says he has plans to seek tax penalties for oil companies unless they invest their record profits in lowering household costs and ramping up production. Mr Biden appealed to energy firms who find ways to reduce prices for consumers. He said the profit boom was artificial. Oil companies' record profits today are not because they're doing something new or innovative. Their profits are a windfall of war. The windfall from the brutal conflict that's ravaging Ukraine and hurting tens of millions of people around the globe. Mr. Biden said if companies didn't lower prices at the pump, he would require them to pay higher taxes. Ukraine's prime minister says energy infrastructure has borne the brunt of the latest wave of Russian missile and drone attacks. Denis Shmihal said seven of the ten regions hit had been suffering power cuts, affecting hundreds of towns. Some water supplies have been restored to the capital, Kiev, after power supplies were cut to pumping stations. But the mayor, Vitaly Klitschko, said about 40% of households remained without water.
The Russian aggressors want to make the people without heating, without water, without electricity. In the winter, they want to freezing the whole population in our hometown. It's, it's genocide. New research has found that the extinction of Neanderthals may not have been due to fighting or disease, but the result of sex. The study suggests that interbreeding with early humans may have reduced the number of Neanderthals mating with each other, leading to their ultimate demise. The scientists argue that this would also explain why modern-day humans outside Africa have roughly 2% of Neanderthal DNA. Professor Chris Stringer of London's Natural History Museum is the author of the study. The genetic data we're now getting for this period of time is growing very rapidly. We have a number of genomes of some of these last Neanderthals, their whole DNA sequence, and we have now a growing number for early Homo sapiens in this time period. And a very interesting pattern is emerging, which is that there's plenty of evidence of the Neanderthals' DNA coming into the Homo sapiens populations. And we know that's happened because most of us alive today have got a bit of Neanderthal DNA in our genomes at about the level of 2% even today. So we know there has been interbreeding, but when we look at these genomes between 40 and 50,000, there's plenty of evidence of that Neanderthal DNA coming into us. But strangely, there is so far no evidence of it going the other way. So uh, I and my colleague Lucille Cret have written a paper which includes an argument that this may actually explain partly why the Neanderthals disappeared, that their prime age breeding individuals were breeding into Homo sapiens populations and not into their own populations. So it could be that these were partner exchanges going on and for some reason the Neanderthal DNA worked coming into Homo sapiens populations but didn't work going in the other direction. And this can happen in, in some cases in mammals and birds where there are two species that hybridise. The hybrids may work in one population but they don't work in the other. Time for sports and the India cricket star Virat Kohli says he's now paranoid about his safety at the T20 World Cup in Australia after a video emerged on social media which appeared to show a stranger in his hotel room. Cricket journalist Karuna Kishaf has more. What we know is that someone, um, the hotel have blamed a contractor, took a video of Kohli's room and put it up on TikTok. So uh, Kohli has said that the video is appalling and has left him paranoid about his privacy which is understandable. Um, reports have suggested that the team complained to the hotel uh, who have now stood down the person or persons involved. At a hotel, there should be a reasonable expectation that it's up to the local tournament organizers to handle security. So it's mostly about privacy. Um, as an Indian cricketer, uh, and probably the biggest one there is, Kohli is used to all the attention, uh, both good and bad. And he's opened himself up to this attention plenty, but he's also been fiercely protective of his privacy. So um, having that disturbed so drastically, um, I, I don't think he'd be pleased about that one bit, nor would the BCCI. Gold Trip has won the Melbourne Cup at Flemington Racecourse. The six-year-old stallion, ridden by Mark Zara and trained by Kieran Maher and David Eustace, the thundered home in the final straight to take Australia's race that stops the nation by a length and a half from Emissary. Rated an 18-to-1 chance by bookmakers, Gold Trip charged in front at the 300-metre mark to win a thrilling sprint to the final post in the gruelling two-mile handicap. High Emotion, also trained by Maher and Eustace, placed third on a rain-softened track. 
The France midfielder Paul Pogba will miss his country's defence of the World Cup in Qatar. The former Manchester United star hasn't played since his rejoining Juventus in the summer after picking up a knee injury in pre-season. The Major League Soccer Club into Inter Miami has emerged as a frontrunner for the service of Lionel Messi. The Argentina captain is under contract with Paris Saint-Germain, but the deal is due to expire next summer. PSG are likely to push hard to extend it, while a return to Barcelona is possible. David Ornstein of The Athletic, who broke the story, explains why Miami could be Messi's next stop. Into Miami are increasingly confident that he will sign. They actually expect him to come now. And that's after a couple of years of conversations, negotiations, face-to-face meetings. They hope that he will put pen to paper. He said to be a bit of a dream of David Beckham, of the Mass brothers, Jorge and uh, his brother, Jose, um, who really run into Miami uh, alongside David Beckham. And they have been the ones talking to Messi's father and his family directly. And then from his perspective, there is the South American links, very strong Hispanic community. They have a great fondness for that particular part of the world. Finally, Game 3 of Baseball's World Series was postponed this morning because of rain in Philadelphia. The remaining games in the best of seven between the Phillies and the Houston Astros will be pushed back one day, with Game 3 now set for tomorrow morning Hong Kong time. Houston took Game 2 on Sunday to level the series at 1-1, and our US sports commentator Ray Jovanovic says the Astros are improving offensively. The big news for the Astros has got to be the resurgence, finally, of Jose Altuve, multiple-time batting champion in the American League. Altuve had three hits in Game 2 and really was that spark that uh, got the Astros started. So the fact that Altuve is back on track offensively, that's big news for Houston. That spells trouble for the Phillies. Bryce Harper had nothing in Game 2, had a good Game 1, but remember, he's a designated hitter. So he's going to have to come up better off the bench when he's up at the plate, especially with runners in scoring position. And now for a look at the weather. Strong north to northeasterly winds, occasionally gale force on high ground. Seas will be rough with swells, mainly cloudy with a few showers. Showers will be more frequent and the weather will become cooler tonight. The outlook for the rest of the week, occasionally gale offshore and on high ground with squally showers tomorrow. Seas will be rough with swells. It will be cooler. Still windy on Thursday at first. There will be swells. Showers will ease off gradually later. Sunny intervals in the following couple of days and temperatures will rise slightly. Right now at the observatory, the temperature is 22 degrees, relative humidity 61%, and the strong wind signal number three is in force. To end the news, the top stories once again. Hong Kong gets ready for the Global Financial Leaders Investment Summit. The final module of China's Tiangong space station successfully docks and the strong wind signal number three is to remain in force for the rest of the day as tropical cyclone Nalge approaches Hong Kong. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
Astora Jar on Radio 3 with Bumblebee. Tuesday, Arvo, it is 18 minutes past one o'clock in about six or seven minutes from now. We're off to New Zealand a bit to catch up with Dr. Marin Pierce. And we're with bird expert Mike Kilburn. You may remember Mike from Hong Kong. He was uh, vice chair of the Hong Kong Bird Watching Society for 28 years. He's in Sydney now. We'll do a bit of contrast and compare with Mike. And join us on Facebook Live if you can, because he sent me some fantastic pictures. Yeah. 